Hey, yo, ladies and gentlemen, fellas, 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 what do you say we finish off week seven tonight with a little Monday night football game and DraftKings came through and they said, hey, oh, Sal, we're going to put a million dollars up for grabs to first place alone. The whole contest is going to have a couple million dollars in it. You going to make us a video for that? And I said, yeah, yeah, I'll make you a video for it. Let's do this bad thing because we got a millie maker on a Monday. These things have been a consistent. This is how you know that DraftKings is booming. The big public company, all the people buying the stocks, all the mutual funds, all this stuff. It's booming right now if you get a millie makers on a Monday. Well, welcome in here. And what we do every single time is we're going to break this down basically every Every single player that you can imagine wanting to play tonight, we're going to break it down. I'm going to put on the sheet behind me, as I already have on my other sheet, look at my projections, things like that. I'm going to put a yes, as in yes, I have interest, a maybe, as in maybe I have interest, and a no, as in right now, I don't have any interest. And then later on tonight at 6.30 p.m. East Coast time, we go live for an hour on this channel. So if this is your first time finding me, I appreciate it if you hit the like button, takes a couple seconds of your time, and if you're also returning, hit that as well. And hit the subscribe button if you're not yet subscribed. Big thing will be hitting that notification bell as well, so you can get notified of when we go live at 6.30 p.m. I just ask you answer your questions. So if you have a question that you put in the comments, I might not see it or if you just have a question that you don't want to ask right now maybe on the live stream stuff that gets a little bit more involved through my projections me building my 150 lineups as we go through the live stream tonight and answering questions on that exposures rules all that type of stuff we had a crazy game last night i'm hoping that we can close out the week with another crazy game so let's get into this but right before we do last night and yesterday evening i got a little bit of a dm from somebody who showed me a screenshot of them winning twenty five thousand plus dollar rooskies and we get these here and there right we get these big wins from people that are patrons and members of the community you can join down below the more informed you are the better chance you have of winning but this person was playing over on Superdraft, and he took down the big first place prize pool and more. $20,000 first and more, winning $25,000 using the projections and rankings on Superdraft. But I'm telling you, Superdraft, I'm saying this because they are the sponsor of the show. It is a totally different aspect over there. It is not as difficult to win because of the fact that there's not as many professionals and not as many people know how to properly project for Superdraft, or at least they don't spend the time to do that and spend the time to make good lineups over there. This guy turned $150 a couple weeks ago now into $30,000 plus. He said, I had somebody else reach out to me and say, Sal, there's massive overlay. I didn't seed in time, but Salah's massive overlay on Superdraft right now for the afternoon slate. Be sure to get in there. That's what's going to happen. Overlay means the contests aren't filling, so you actually win more money per entry that you put in because the website has to put all the money up. It's a guaranteed prize pool, but there's less people to play for it, so there's more money going around to the entire player pool now compared to usual. And that's happening often. I have projections down below. We can talk about them on the live stream tonight. I could talk about one of the guys that I projected as the highest as we go through this and go through some of the players and, and peek at some of the projections on Patreon, but I'm telling you right now, sign up for Superdraft. The promo code is Sal. Just my name, SAL. You get a 50% deposit match up to $1,000. Ruskies want to put some money in, they'll give you some in there as well as a credit. So be sure to check that out on Super Jeff. I'm telling you right now, if you want ROI, if you want to be winning these contests, yeah, you want to try and win the Million Maker tonight? I know that's fun. It's a good time to try and do that. But if you actually want to maybe take down a couple hundred dollars, take down $1,000 here and there, and then maybe hit that big one, like we had one of our fellas in the Patreon do last night, that's going to eventually happen. The bigger that your bankroll has and the more shots that you have at doing it, that's a perfect way to build your bankroll and then take the shots over on Super Jeff. So be sure to check it out down below. So let's start this bad boy off right now with Jared Goff, who's going to come in as the most expensive player on the slate at $10,400. I thought we were going to see Allen Robinson as the most expensive. I'm being completely honest with you. But Jared Goff, if you look at it, he's going to have a very decent matchup up front. Chicago and these defenses, both of these defenses have been very good in certain aspects, but Chicago has been really good at rushing the passer. Number four so far in the NFL, and you're going to have a number 11 protection rate currently for the Rams and Jared Goff. Now, Goff is not throwing a lot because he's been very efficient. And the big reason why, honestly, is that two of his wide receivers are in the top six in yards after the catch. That is Robert Woods and Cooper Cup right now. So he's only throwing 32 times per game because while well, the running game is working a little bit better, the offensive line has been good. He's relying on play action passing, and then his receivers are getting down the field more in larger chunks after the catch. He's averaging 260 yards per game and 8.2 yards per attempt. He has a 73% true completion percentage, and he's the number three quarterback in terms of right now play action passing. So Jared Goff currently for me is my highest projected player on the slate, meaning that I do have interest in him. Now for the price point, you're not going to get the greatest value out of it, but I still do think that he's nice at this price point. I haven't projected if we peek behind the curtain right now over on Patreon for 17.6 fantasy points 
as it stands right now that will be updated throughout the day and the rest of all those projections and rankings not only for this slate but a bunch of other material you can see all that's included on the exclusive tiers down below on patreon so we make jared goff a yes and we go down to a rob the ar-15 the former ar-15 and Allen robinson you're going to have him here a matchup against jalen ramsey maybe for part of this game right and normally i would say definitely but we saw last week jalen ramsey move into the slot now he struggled this year jalen ramsey some days he's been very good some days he has not been that great so we'll see it makes sense that they're going to be putting jalen ramsey the guy that they traded for and spent all this potential capital in their business and in their organization to go get it makes sense that they put him on Allen robinson the best wide receiver on this team for the bears by far but we'll see right they put him in the slot last week maybe this is something like marlon humphreys last year after a first couple of weeks marlon humphreys for the baltimore ravens one of the best cornerbacks in the league he primarily started to go into the slot but obviously they have some other better outside cornerbacks i imagine it's going to be ramsey but if it's not a lot of ramsey then he'll get some troy hill which is an even better matchup if it's ramsey i'm not too worried about that ramsey like i said has been hot and cold this year and Allen robinson no matter what usually gets the job done he's just one of those receivers he's seeing a 28.3 percent target share on 11 targets per game that 11 targets per game leads the nfl right now he's number three in air yards in the nfl in his last four games he's averaging 12 targets per game Allen robinson for me is going to be a yes and now we move to the other side of this one where there's another quarterback on the opposite side and honestly i'm gonna be honest with you this, this this guy doesn't look that great so far this year 38 attempts per game the good thing though and 38 attempts per game is skewed downwards because he came into the first game entering into like the fourth quarter end of the third quarter and he threw only 25 times in his three starts so far you're seeing over 40 attempts in two of them and then 39 in the most recent one so he's basically averaging over 40 attempts per game which is the good thing right because he has not been efficient he has not been all that effective number nine protection unit is nice but the rams are also number six in pass rush so two very good pass rushes in this game but he only is averaging 220 yards per game and just 5.8 yards per game is absolutely brutal that's number 34 in the nfl out of only 32 teams he's number 34 out of all quarterbacks in the nfl he's 27th in accuracy again he's been very bad but this is a showdown slate for a quarterback who so far they're just letting him air it out right 40 plus attempts basically on average in each of his first three starts so that's the thing that makes him at least in play for me again as of right now i would prefer if you're building one lineup Allen robinson and goff if you're building a lot of lineups then folds is probably going to be a yes because i assume to get a lot of him and we'll check on that tonight but if i'm trying to cater to this video for guys that are maybe just building one to ten lineups tonight it's going to be just a maybe i wouldn't get him nearly as much as the guys ahead but i would get him still in a large majority of my 150 maxes just because well there's not that many players in the slate and he's one of the few that i have projected for double digit fantasy points next up is going to be the wide receivers we get into now for these los angeles rams maybe some of them you would think having down years but sneakily i mean they're doing a lot after the catch they're finding the end zone as well so they're still maintaining some of this top 15 wide receiver upside where they were drafted in your season-long drafts you're gonna have cooper cup in the slot likely to see buster scream it's a decent spot in the slot he has like a 23 pound advantage on screen it's gonna be a 25 and a half percent target share that you've seen on seven and a half targets per game for mr cup interesting though he's like only running 30 routes this year this man's not running as much because again they're not throwing as much this year so it's going to affect all those wide receivers he's in the slot more than half the time majority of the time at 54 percent, which is much different than last year because again they're running a lot more two tight end sets it does look like tyler higby's going to be healthy so i expect that to continue number three in yards after the catch this season and he has a season high he's coming off of 37 routes run last week cooper cup for me is going to be somebody that i have interest in yes the top end of this is really going to stand out as the guys that look like the best captain options in captain spots i usually like to try and get wide receivers who have upside in there they have a higher variance i mean you saw last night tyler lockett had a huge variance but then also on the other side christian kirk had a nice game of 20 plus fantasy points deandre hopkins had 20 plus fantasy points even larry Fitzgerald was getting involved although that's basically his ceiling in like the mid to high teens but wide receivers is where i'll start with and then pass catcher running backs if we have any on the slate so another wide receiver in robert woods is probably going to see some kyle fuller that's a fine matchup for robert woods in my opinion it's going to be a 22 and a half target share that you've seen for bobby trees so far in the season 6.8 per game he's seen about 26 and a half percent of his snaps out of the slot he's number six in yards after the catch right now with 4.6 yards after the catch per target and he's coming off some season highs last week he had 10 targets he had 36 routes and then if you actually look at the rest of the box score he had like three catches for 20 yards but we're not going to touch on that because the usage was so very good for him and hopefully that continues to happen
happen. This matchup in the secondary against the Bears is not as, I would say, daunting as it is up front in the pass rush and potentially against the run for what you're going to see for some of these Rams running backs in a second. So you had Mr. Tariq Cohen go down with injury and then nobody wants to see that, right? This guy was electric coming out his first year and then he was kind of inefficient in the past year. And then this year he was looking decent, right? And then he ends up getting hurt. He's done for the season. And what you've seen out of David Montgomery basically since the Cohen injury is 6.3 targets per game, 4.7 receptions per game for David Montgomery. I mean, you're lucky to get two and a half receptions on the season per game for David Montgomery before this. If you got David Montgomery to catch you 25 to 30 balls this year, you were insanely happy. David Montgomery, since this injury in the past three games, has pretty much caught like 14 passes. He's on pace to hit that by the halfway point of the season. Now, the Rams have not been that great, but they are improving against the run. They were one of the worst teams for the first couple of weeks, and now they're just up to 20th overall. So still bottom third of the league, but they are ascending right now instead of descending. And right now, the run blocking unit for the Bears is 15. So it's basically like a neutral matchup on the ground. I don't think they'll be able to take advantage of it all that much, but you're going to have that that out game, right? You're going to have that ability to get out of some things if you can catch four passes for 30 yards, four passes for 20 yards, and basically project in an extra touchdown as if you're scoring for a guy who normally is just going to get it done on the ground. Montgomery has been highly inefficient, but this passing game role keeps him alive. He's seeing 13.7 attempts per game on the season and 3.7 yards per carries. So again, very inefficient and only two red zone touches per game is 24th in the NFL right now. At $8,400, I would prefer to get to the wide receivers that are all above him, all three of them. Now, obviously there's some different price points on those guys. He's going to be a yes for me because I can project out right now him to see somewhere around 16 plus touches on a showdown slate, which is really hard to replicate. Next up is Daryl Henderson. And we're just about to get into this, this hodgepodge, this cesspool and what the hell, what the fuck's going on right now with this backfield in the Los Angeles Rams. Who knows what to expect? I have my projections done. So I'm trying to project out for you what to expect. And normally I have a good itch for these things and I have an idea of where it's going. And I think our projections are going to be accurate for tonight. But what you're going to be getting out of this backfield is going to be, oh, Sean McVay is going to do what that boy wants right now. He's going to be post up in his house where you had him for the draft. He's going to have his feet up high, nice, nice, lovely home. And he's just going to be sitting there going, how can I get this three-headed monster in the backfield to do something completely fucking different this week than I've done every single week? Because it seems like that's every single week with this Rams backfield. It's going to be whatever you think it's going to be from past weeks. Expect something completely new to throw into the sample that you couldn't expect because that's what we've seen. Now, Daryl Henderson did see and has seen some of the majority of the work in some of the weeks, but some of the weeks it's been Malcolm Brown. And some of the weeks you have Cam Akers there. And some of the weeks Cam Akers is healthy and just not playing, even though he said that he looks good and he's ready to play. Henderson last week saw 53% of the snaps and he did see 14 carries for 88 yards. And he also ran nine routes, saw not, no targets though. On the season, he's seen 11 targets through six games. He's right now seeing 4.2 red zone opportunities per game. That's insane. This team is getting to the red zone and they're opting to run the ball a lot because that's fourth in the NFL. 13.8 opportunities per game, running just eight routes per game and seeing 4.6 yards per carry. So he's not doing much at all in the passing game. Now he does catch a couple of passes here and there, but nothing crazy. He's doing a lot on the ground and he's getting usage in the red zone. The problem is now with Cam Akers in the back. The problem is now with Malcolm Brown still seeing a lot of work back there. I can't project him out that highly. Like I don't even have him projected at $8,200 for double digit fantasy points. So early on right now, I'm going to put him as a no. Obviously, if he goes out there and scores a touchdown, like right now I'm projecting him for under 10 fantasy points. If he scores two touchdowns, well, that's not a likely in a median projection outcome, but that can help you get there at $8,200, of course. Next up is Jimmy Graham. And this is kind of a rough range right now. It's $1,000 cheaper than Daryl Henderson, but Jimmy Graham so far in the year at $7,200. We've seen him on these showdown slates before. It's really hard to pay off this tag unless you're getting the upwards of your yardage on the year and definitely a touchdown and hopefully too if you really want to really pop off in this spot he'll have a good matchup against Kenny Young who the linebacker for the Rams is allowing an 89% catch rate this year not very good letting people basically catch the ball every single time that is close to nine out of ten times if you know how to do that math 89% 1.37 yards per coverage out which is the fifth worst on the entire week for week seven out of any linebacker in coverage against tight ends so that's going to be good for Jimmy Graham he's running 32 routes a week he's seeing six targets per game 15 and a half percent target share so that's number five for all tight 
ends. So the usage for him right now is very good, but he's only had a top 10 tight end week twice. He's only scored over like 10 fantasy points twice this season. And if you score 10 fantasy points at $7,200 on this slate, that's probably not enough for you when you have guys cheaper than you that are also going to project out for similar points. So at this point, I'm not going to have early interest in Jimmy Graham. Obviously, again, just like Daryl Henderson, if he finds the end zone one time or two times, it's going to make it easier to get there. But I'm not projecting him to get into the end zone or I'm projecting part of his touchdown the way projections work, but I'm not projecting to have a double touchdown game tonight. And now we drop down another thousand dollars because when we get to Tyler Higby, who honestly, I mean, his usage has not been as good as Jimmy Graham. Graham against six targets per game. It's not that far off though. He's expected to play. He was dealing with injury throughout the week. He's running 17 and a half routes per game. So nowhere near the 32 that Graham is running, right? So that's why he's a thousand dollars less. And he's only seeing three and a half targets per game and 11 and a half percent target share, 14% slot usage, just three red zone targets on the year. He's brought in two of those for touchdowns this season. He had that three touchdown game, but basically that's it. Like you're, what you're going to be getting out of Tyler Higby more times than not is you're going to get lucky if you get a four target game out of the guy, right? He's had right now only exceeded four targets once this season, only exceeded nine fantasy points once the game that he scores three touchdowns. It'll be a fine spot versus Roquan Smith of the Bears. But what you're hoping for out there is that maybe this is a game that he sees six targets. But if you're going to get the status quo from Tyler Higby, it's going to be like three catches for 30 yards. And if you find the end zone, that's great. But even if you find the end zone, that's just like 12 fantasy points. So I don't have him projected out that great. I'm also not going to be having Tyler Higby interest. So this is kind of a dead range, right? Basically, like David Montgomery in the eight K range looks decent. I have interest. But after that, there's not much until you get to the five K range, at least in my opinion. So it's a dead range. Now, maybe that leads to lower ownership and we could reevaluate it, but I assume I won't get there based on the value ratings on my projections on Patreon down below. Patreon.com backslash Sal underscore Vetri underscore is what this is showing you. So next up, you have both the defenses, 56 and 5,200. It's a lower scoring game. These defenses both get pressure against offensive lines that honestly have been pretty decent this year, borderline both top 10 in terms of protection rate of their quarterback. The Rams rank 11th overall in defense. Their one glaring weakness spot right now is basically in their run defense and tackling because they've been pretty stout top eight right now in both pressure and coverage. And then the Bears at 5,200, they rank fourth overall they've been pretty much good in every single spot they're top 10 versus the run they're top five in tackling and pressure and they're sixth overall in coverage so this is a very good defense in the bears going up now against an efficient offense right now yards per attempt the running game of this rams team so i'm gonna have interest in both of them neither of them will be a yes they're both very expensive for defenses though so like don't get me wrong here i would prefer to have the rams based on the way that i have this one shaping out based on the fact that they're favorites for 400 more uh they're seven point favorites or six point favorites in this one and maybe rush the quarterback a little bit more that quarterback who has not been good basically all season long and nick Foles, even the game where they come back by three scores he's throwing hospital balls and somehow they're not getting picked off and they're out leading to receptions because Allen robinson is so damn good but those defenses are expensive tonight i prefer the guys and some of these guys are about to talk about below them but they're definitely in play next up is what you're going to get is gerald everett at 4800 it's a little bit interesting to me that maybe they were trying to price in everett as if higby might miss i assume that's what they were trying to do here because higby's expected back you're only getting everett running about 11 and a half routes per game that's not great just an eight percent target share is only 2.6 targets per game i mean basically those targets are going to both have to go for touchdowns to pay off a 48 $100 tag for a guy who's barely averaging five fantasy points per game so far this year. Like he should be honestly priced right now in like the upper $2,000 range. And some of those receivers in the $2,000 range that we're going to touch on should be priced probably where he is at $4,800. On the season, he saw a season high in week six, 16 routes run, three catches, 27 yards, and four touchdowns. It's like his career day for 2020, that is. Let's put a little, bit, a little bit of an asterisk on it for 2020. He's seen back to back weeks of four targets, which is good. But if you're going to have Tyler Higby healthy out there, it's really hard for me to want to prioritize Gerald Everett, especially if I'm not playing a lot of lineups. Now we get to a little bit of an interesting range with the rookie Darnell Moon against which probably going to be Darius Williams at the fine spot. Moody's been playing very well. He's been seeing about 28 routes per week this year. He's been seeing about five targets per game right now, and which is getting is 10.9 yards per reception. That's fine. Week six, he had three catches for 36 yards and five targets. So that's not that great, but still that's like six and a half fantasy points. He's averaging over seven on the season. And you're starting to get to this range where he's priced like the kickers right now. And he's averaging a little bit more than the kickers on the year, but he obviously has a higher ceiling than them because he can score a touchdown. And the thing that's very appealing is that he's had five plus targets in four straight games. So I'm going to have interest in Darnell Mooney. I think he looks like a pretty uh, nice option so far 
on the slate. There's a good chance that he'll turn into a yes later on today once I crunch all my lineups. Again, at 6.30 p.m. East Coast time. Tune in. Like button for me one time. Big ol' subscribe and check all that stuff out and the notification bell will help you. Both kickers, I say it all the time, kickers are fine. They are more appealing in these lower scoring games like this one that's going to be in the mid-40s. I usually personally, you don't have to do this, I usually only have at most one kicker in my lineup. So that does not mean I have to play a kicker. Zero to one basically is what that means. I usually will not put two. So I'm going to have interest in both of them. Right now, as it stands, I probably have a little bit more interest in uh, Sam Sloman, who's going to get the start tonight for the Rams. So that's where it stands right now, but we'll, we'll see by the end of the day. Next up, you get to the range of now the lower $3,000 players who are actually involved in their offense. Malcolm Brown at $3,400. I'll have some interest in as well. Not majority or major interest. We'll see what happens with Cam Akers news is hopefully he actually gets to touch the ball today, but you're going to have a Chicago run defense that ranks right now 10th overall and the Rams run blocking is fifth overall. So it should be a fine matchup still, at least to get some push for this Rams offensive line. Now he's seen a 40% opportunity share this year. He's getting about 12 opportunities per game. Three of those are resulting in targets right now. He's only averaging 3.9 yards per carry. He's seen 52% of the snaps, but last week he saw just two carries in week six when you had Henderson see a lot of the carries. He didn't see much work either, Malcolm Brown. So this is the concern. He's $3,400. And like, is it going to be this is the week that he gets 12 touches and it just flips back? Because that seems like how it's been every single week. Yeah, the one week that Henderson looked really good and was out there scoring 20 plus fantasy points. And then the next week, it's it's a Malcolm Brown show. Malcolm Brown's now starting running back again. It makes no sense. So he's slightly in play. This is a really interesting spot between these two receivers, one from each team, basically, like the wide receiver threes on each team based on usage right now. They're both very cheap and they're both very involved. I mean, you had Josh Reynolds last week on a showdown slate. He ended up at like 2,600 scoring a touchdown and paying it off. He's now just $2,800. He's running 23 routes a game. He's only seeing three and a half targets a game, but again, he's kind of priced for it now. He tied a season high with five targets in that last game. He ended up catching and 34 routes was also a season high. He ended up catching two of those five targets for 45 yards and a touchdown, finishes the wide receiver 29 on that week. So I'm going to have interest in Josh Reynolds because he's just too cheap here. Now, more times than not, you're probably getting two to four targets out of him. Maybe you get three targets. He catches hopefully all of them, but catches two of them for like 25, 35 yards because he is targeted downfield. And that really is not going to pay it off for you five fantasy points at $2,800 because the guys above him, the kickers, Darnell Mooney probably have a little bit of a better chance based on their usage to beat that out. And it's not that much more expensive. But if you talk about just opportunity in general and what he did last week, yeah, that, that's not easily repeatable, but it's definitely repeatable for him to get another five targets like he's seen a couple of times this season and actually cash in on one with a touchdown downfield. So I like Josh Reynolds here at 2,800. I'm going to like Anthony Miller as well at 2200 it's just too cheap like yes he's in the slot so he's not playing as much when they go into two wide receiver sets which has been often for this team but he's running 26 routes a week he's seeing over four targets per week right now he has not yet seen greater than five targets on the season which is kind of a concern he has not seen greater than five targets since week one he has not seen greater than 40 receiving yards basically 41 since week one as well so the usage is not crazy been there he's basically been very similar to josh reynolds touchdown or bust he had a touchdown i believe in like week three and that paid off his week and would definitely pay off a 2200 price tag right now so based on his usage or his recent usage he's probably going to need a touchdown, but there could be a spike week in here, especially if they're going to play from behind you and expect more three wide receiver sets, which is a slot receiver like Anthony Miller, then two tight end sets as if you're going to be running the ball. So Miller, I will have interest in. Yes, I will. Welcome at the rookie tight end. We saw last night, he actually found the end zone first touchdown in his rookie career, but this season overall, he's only seen three receptions. There's two red zone targets and he's only running 5.8 routes per game with one target per game. So at $1,800, he basically needs to have his one target be like a 50 yard touchdown, not a 50 yard touchdown, but like a 20 yard touchdown, 30 yard touchdown to pay this off. Cause like even a one yard touchdown for 7.4 fantasy points might not get it done at $1,800. I think that there's a chance it does, but it probably doesn't. Not enough usage. He's running literally just five routes a game. Cordell Patterson is somebody at $1,400 that I'm very close to just making him maybe for the hell of it, but I, I just want to make him a no basically. Like He's seen 22 carries and nine targets on the year. So he's getting 5.2 opportunities 
per game. He's averaging 22.7 yards per game right now. He has not been in the slot yet, but he's only averaging 3.2 yards per carry. Again, he's traditionally a wide receiver until he started to somewhat become a running back with the New England Patriots, and then the Bears took him. And he's seen two total red zone touches, which gives you some hope that maybe he can get in the end zone there. But at $1,400, like you're probably going to get averaging 3.6 fantasy points per game. You're probably going to get similar usage here. And if he doesn't score a touchdown, he's kind of pointless. So I'm going to make Cordell Patterson a no right now for me. And I'll scroll down on the screen so you can see some of these things right now. And then I'm basically just going to close it out with the final couple of players on here. So as we close this thing out again, I want to remind you of Super Draft. If you're not playing over there, like there is people multiple times a week and we had a huge one, $25,000 plus. Another one reached out to me about the overlay. There's people reaching out to me multiple times a week about Super Draft. It's just a great spot to get return on investment over there. So be sure to check out Super Draft. Promo code SAL, S-A-L, is going to get you a 50% deposit match up to $1,000. These are very good bonuses, so take advantage of them because they could be gone literally in a day or two and I can't get to those bonuses anymore. I just do what the people tell me over there in terms of the promotions for them. And then my final interest on this slate is going to be Cam Akers because he's $1,000. And like, I don't know what's going to happen. He returned in week one and saw 18% of the snaps. He saw nine carries for 61 yards. He was very good on the ground on a per touch basis, right? And then in week six, we're told that he's healthy. He's going to be healthy and out there. And then he plays one snap. He sees one snap and no touches. So it's tough to project what the usage is going to be here. It's really difficult. Did he re-injure himself? And we just didn't hear about it in a major way. I don't know. Uh, I don't think so. So we'll see. It seems like he's active. It seems like he was practicing this week. So I'm going to put him down as a maybe because if he goes back to his usage that he had in week five and sees nine carries for 61 yards, yeah, $1,000, that's pretty damn good usage. I'll take six fantasy points at that point. Or if you're just going to get nine carries, you're going to have opportunities to also run some routes. You're going to have opportunities also get into the end zone. Don't have those opportunities when you're playing one snap like last week. But again, it's just so difficult to project this backfield. It could just as easy be Cam Akers leading this team in uh, backfield touches this week, uh, Malcolm Brown second, and then the most expensive guy, Daryl Henderson last. Like that's just how crazy this backfield split has been so far this year. It's also not the greatest of matchups. So I'm not overly concerned about it. Don't have much interest in Henderson right now. Don't have much interest in Malcolm Brown right now. And I have a little bit of interest just because of the price tag and opportunity upside in Cam Akers. After that, there's nothing else down here that you can be fishing for. There's nothing below a thousand dollars that even looks viable on this slate. Ben Jefferson, the rookie receiver who I actually liked, who I thought would be drafted even higher if it wasn't as deep of a wide receiver draft he peaked in week one with 17 routes since then it's been all downhill he's only run nine total routes in the last three games right now totaling just three targets one catch and eight yards of usage and in the back-to-back games he's seen just two routes in each of those so he's not involved at all you get 10 Ginn who has not ran a route in back-to-back weeks you get Demetrius Harris a tight end who's ran 7 12 and 12 routes over the last three weeks seeing six targets for one catch during that time I mean Demetrius Harris is basically at $400 you have to hope that he finds a red zone target and falls into the end zone he does have two red zone targets this year but you need like one of those play action goal line passes to a, a tight end and he ends up with seven fantasy points for you, but I'm not going to be banking on that. Javon Wims did not play in week six, only ran eight routes since week three. So that's basically closing it out. That's all the information you need on the cheap guys. You can take a shot on Cam Akers. You're getting some usage like five touches a game right now or opportunities at least per game for Cordell Patterson. But after that, nothing below $2,000 looks even appealing in my opinion. Thank you so much for tuning into this showdown video for Monday night to close off week seven and also start off the week. We'll be live at 6.30 p.m. Eastern time myself here answering your questions, going down even deeper through my interest, my 150 max lineups, maybe 20 max is what I'll play, things like that. So be sure to tune in, hit the notification bell, and subscribe before you go. Check out Super Draft and support what they're doing over there right now. Promo code SAL. Get you a 50% deposit match up to $1,000. You're basically getting free money right now with this promotion, limited time offer. So check that out. All my projections and rankings are going to be up by the time that this video is out for Monday Night Football, and we'll start to project. We'll start to uh, break down the game by game notes, all the projections, all the rankings, ownership, hopefully this week over on Patreon for the week eight NFL slate. Also, some golf stuff as well will be up on there. So be sure to check all of that out. Thank you so much for tuning in and I'll see you all in the next one.